Numbers 2, these are the words of God. And Yahweh spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, Every one of the children of Israel shall camp by his own standard beside the emblems of his father's house. They shall camp some distance from the tabernacle of meeting. On the east side, toward the rising of the sun, those of the standard of the forces with Judah shall camp according to their armies. And Nashon, son of Amminadab, shall be leader of the children of Judah. And his army was numbered at 74,600. Those who camp next to him shall be the tribe of Issachar, and Nethanel, the son of Zoar, shall be the leader of the children of Issachar, and his army was numbered at 54,400. Then comes the tribe of Zebulun, and Eliab, son of Helan, shall be the leader of the children of Zebulun, and his army was numbered at 57,400. All who were numbered according to their armies of the forces with Judah, 186,400. These shall break camp first. On the south side shall be the standard of the forces with Reuben according to their armies, and the leader of the children of Reuben shall be Elizur, son of Shadiur. And his army was numbered at 46,500. Those who camp next to him shall be the tribe of Simeon, and the leader of the, tra- tra- the, leader of the children of Simeon shall be Shalumiel, the son of Zerishadai, and his army was numbered at 59,300. Then comes the tribe of Gad, and the leader of the children of Gad shall be Eliasaph, son of Reuel. And his army was numbered at 45,650. All who are numbered according to the armies of the forces with Reuben, 151,450. They shall be the second to break camp. And the tabernacle of meeting shall move out with the camp of the Levites in the middle of the camps. As they camp, so they shall move out everyone in his place by their standards. On the west side shall be the standard of the forces with Ephraim according to their armies. And the leader of the children of Ephraim shall be Elishama, son of Amihud. And his army was numbered at 40,500. Next to him comes the tribe of Manasseh. And the leader of the children of Manasseh shall be Gamaliel, son of Pedazur, and his army was numbered at 32,200. Then comes the tribe of Benjamin, and the leader of the children of Benjamin shall be Abidan, the son of Gideoni, and his army was numbered at 35,400. All who are numbered according to their armies of the forces with Ephraim, 108,100. They shall be the third to break camp. The standard of the forces with Dan shall be on the north side, according to their armies, and the leader of the children of Dan shall be Ahiezer, the son of Amishadai. And his army was numbered at 62,700. Those who camp next to him shall be the tribe of Asher, and the leader of the children of Asher shall be Pagiel, son of Ochran. And his army was numbered at 41,500. Then comes the tribe of Naphtali, and the leader of the children of Naphtali shall be Ahira, son of Anan. And his army was numbered at 53,400. All who are numbered of the forces with Dan, 157,600. They shall break camp last with their standards. These are the ones who are numbered of the children of Israel by their father's houses. All who are numbered according to their armies of the forces were 603,550. But the Levites were not numbered among the children of Israel, just as Yahweh commanded Moses. 
Thus the children of Israel did according to all that Yahweh commanded Moses. So they camped by their standards, and so they broke camp, each one by his family, according to their father's houses. Amen. This ends this reading of God's inspired and inerrant word. It is a great comfort for God's people that he is the one who has ordered things out for us. Uh, And it ought to convict us that he is the one who has done so. Quite often, because of our sin, uh, we may have been tempted to wish that we were in a different house, different household, different family. Uh, Certainly I have known or heard or been a wicked child who screamed their displeasure really with what was God's providence, God's uh, assignment, his uh, his, uh, personally assigned providence. And we might do so uh, with his church as well, and the particular members of his church who happen to be set around us. Uh, Remember that uh, Israel as a whole uh, was at least two million, maybe as many as uh, six million at this time in the wilderness. You wouldn't know uh, all of the Israelites. Uh, But you would know those with whom you camped. In particular, not just your own household, uh, but within uh, each of the tribes, uh, there would be the, uh, the clan or the family uh, of, uh, to which you belonged, to which your household belonged. Uh, and the Lord arranged them, prescribed for them where they would be. Well, this is something the Lord does for us, not necessarily by prescription, or actually not by prescription. He has not handed down to you a book uh, that told you uh, what church you had to be a member of and who the other members of uh, that church would be. Uh, And yet when dealing with that issue in 1 Corinthians 12, uh, whether it's believers who didn't feel that they were a part of the body that, uh, that they belonged to because uh, they were a little bit more unlike uh, the other members or what they thought were uh, the more esteemed members, or believers who did the opposite and looked down upon others and treated them as if they, uh, if they were not uh, part of the body. And it's in the midst of that discussion in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 18 uh, that the apostle and really the spirit by the apostle reminds us that God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And so it's helpful for us as we read here of a divinely prescribed providence. Uh, At the end of the chapter, it'll say, thus the children of Israel did, according to all that Yahweh commanded Moses, God had had commanded uh, where they would camp, by whose standards. Uh, God had commanded when they would break camp as the nation of Israel was getting ready uh, to move on and what the order of breaking camp would be. God had commanded who the leader would be uh, of each one of the 12 tribes and then in each group uh, of tribes, uh, which of the tribes uh, would be the leader. And so uh, there is, first of all, this prescribed providence. It was prophetically announced for them But in our case, although it is not prophetically announced to us, it is still personally assigned. Uh, We rejoiced to apply the 
sign of membership in Christ's church uh, uh, to a new member of his church today. Uh, and uh, it was very much providentially assigned to him. Ezra didn't get to pick which church he would become uh, a member of. Uh, and uh, to some extent, uh, for my own family, this has been uh, the case for them. Uh, we, uh, you know, when I come to pastor a church, that's the church that they end up with. There's uh, a little bit less of a, a feeling uh, of our prerogative, but praise God, it's not really up to our prerogative. Uh, we make choices according to his word, and uh, discerning what is wise, and the best information that, that we can. But bless God, we can uh, take confidence in this. He is the one who has set the members, each one of them, in the body, just as he pleased. Now, for the Israelites, they could see very plainly. A big reason for this is because they were to be a mobile church. Uh, They were to be a mobile nation. Uh, They were on a journey. It wasn't wasn't, uh, originally presented to them as uh, taking 40 years, and the 40 years is the result, the consequence of their sin. Uh, And yet God... Uh, arranged them in camps. Uh, here they were in camps, not cities. They were uh, uh, they were camping, uh, and he gives them in this passage the order of breaking camp. The group with Judah first on the east side, and uh, then the the group with Reuben on the south side, Ephraim on the west side, and then Dan uh, on uh, the north side. Uh, and so uh, in the way that they were camped and the fact that, uh, that they were given an order uh, for, for who would leave camp uh, when, uh, the Lord was always communicating to them that they are not home yet. This was not the promised land, the wilderness of Sinai and uh, the route uh, to, to go so uh, as much as children like camping, those with mature tastes uh, prefer to have a home, uh, and men prefer to give to their family uh, a home, and the Lord was communicating to them that they were not home yet. Now, praise God, it's not wrong for us uh, to have homes, and indeed, he was bringing them to homes that they did not build, vineyards that they did not plant, uh, cities whose walls they did not raise and so forth. And yet, uh, just as we may know that God is the one who has prescribed for us in his providence uh, what part of his church that we're in, what part of uh, what congregation we're in, what elders are over us, uh, what kinds of uh, sinners we uh, dwell among by grace as, uh, as members of the same uh, congregation and who uh, by God's providence are assigned to dwell with whatever kind of sinner you are, uh, all of that comes in God's prescribed providence. But well, so also he has taught us to live as pilgrims in this world. That's uh, the key to understanding, for instance, 1 Corinthians 7, 29 through 31. But this I say, brethren, the time is short, so that from now on, even those who have wives 
should be as though they had none. Those who weep as though they did not weep. Those who rejoice as though they did not rejoice. Those who buy as though they did not possess. And those who use this world as not misusing it for the form of this world is passing away. Now, all of these things, um, well, not the weeping, but uh, uh, your marriage, your rejoicing, the things that, that you own and possess, these are blessings from God. These are not to be despised. He's not teaching us here some sort of immorality when he says, uh, if you have a wife as though you have none, or he's not teaching us to, uh, uh, to, to, to be ungrateful uh, and irresponsible, uh, not thanking him for the good things he gives us and using them well, enjoying them as gifts from him and employing them for his service. He's not teaching us any of those things. What he's teaching us is that we are not home yet. And so we are to, uh, we are to conduct ourselves in our marriage and use our property and, and experience the different events in his providence to us in this life as those who are on their way somewhere. You see, the Christian can be at home anywhere in this world. The whole world belongs to God and the portion that you have, the marriage that you have, the possessions that you have, the, the troubles uh, each day, uh, as we're coming uh, up to that, sufficient for the each day is its own trouble in Matthew. Uh, the joys of, uh, of each day, they're all assigned to you by God. Uh, and they are assigned by uh, to you by God in the course of his bringing you all the way home. Uh, and you are now not yet the church triumphant, which means that you are, as we say, the church militant. Even as we literally heard here, uh, there were the, uh, the squadrons of the army, the four and really five squadrons, although the middle squadron, the Levites, uh, had the duty of the tabernacle. Similarly, then Hebrews 11, uh, 10 through 16, when uh, it teaches us about the, the saints of old living by the same uh, faith, given by the same graces uh, uh, as God uh, gives to us. Uh, you have in verses 10 through 16, Abraham waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. She bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. These all died in faith. Not having, sorry, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better that is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. And so he interprets for us, doesn't he? Uh, the fact that they were not home yet and that they were on their way to the promised land. But even when they got there, 
They would be at home in the promised land. It was a special gift from God, part of the promises, uh, earthly speaking, that were given to Abraham. But Abraham didn't consider that ultimately the promised land, and they were not to consider that land or the cities that uh, that they entered uh, that were built by Canaanites uh, as, their, as their ultimate home. Uh, even then, they were looking, or ought to have been looking by, uh, by grace, by faith, uh, they ought to have been looking uh, for that city whose builder and maker is God, uh, he himself being their rest. Uh, as the psalmist says in Psalm 95 and Hebrews uh, 3 and 4 to remind us, uh, if there, uh, he would not have continued to promise them rest after Joshua, uh, if Joshua had given them rest when they were settled uh, into the land. And so this pilgrim priority, living as strangers and aliens uh, in this world, uh, means we can be at home anywhere. We're serving the Lord. He's assigned to us the life that we're given, the place that we're given, the family that, that we're given, the marriage that we have, the possessions that we have, even and especially in this context, the particular church uh, of which uh, we are a member. We can be at home anywhere, but our home we are not yet home uh, until uh, we enter the glory, the presence of God. Uh, and so you did have that middle squadron, the fifth squadron that, uh, that came third then uh, in the order, and that was the Levites. And uh, one of the primary things that the Levites did was they put distance, they put distance between Is- the Israelites uh, and the tabernacle. We had that, of course, right at the beginning of the chapter where he says, uh, they shall camp some distance from the tabernacle of meeting. Uh, So not only do we see in this chapter God's prescribed providence to Israel, uh, and although not prescribed uh, to us, uh, we know that the providence that we do experience or receive is assigned to us by God. It is from him every bit as much as if he had written it down on paper. And we know, and not only do we see pilgrim uh, priorities then in this chapter that, uh, that the Lord uses still to teach us about our own pilgrim priority, uh, living as pilgrims in, uh, in this world. But in the last place, we see the ability uh, of the children of Israel to perceive God's presence. Uh, we mustn't think that this uh, camp, although having two million people, uh, was all sprawled out, for instance, like uh, Nashville or Houston. It would be uh, smaller than uh, we would ordinarily think that that many uh, people being in. But right in the center of the camp, you would have the biggest tent by far, uh, the tabernacle of the Lord, the tent of meeting. Uh, And remember... Uh, that uh, upon this tabernacle, upon this tent, would be the cloud, the glory cloud of God, uh, which would uh, appear as fire by night and, uh, and cloud during the day, uh, rising and descending for their, uh, for their mobilization uh, when they were to break camp or to, uh, to remain in camp. And so wherever you were in all of the camp of the nation of Israel, you would orient yourself by relation to uh, relation to the tabernacle, 
Uh, you could see, uh, yes, uh, if you weren't a Levite, you would be uh, at least a kilometer away in any direction, and God designed even who would camp where uh, uh, to, to give it that central uh, location, but you would orient yourself according to the presence of God. You literally lived uh, before God's face in, in a visible, tangible way, uh, which we, although uh, we do not have a tent and a pillar of cloud or, uh, or fire, ought we not also uh, have our lives oriented uh, around the Lord? Is not the great thing for us uh, that our life is hidden with God in Christ. You see, whereas they could always see the presence of God and the presence of God in the midst of his people uh, would give them hope, the presence of God in the midst of his people also gave them uh, holy fear and uh, underlined to them the necessity uh, of leaving to the Levites uh, the part that God has assigned to them. Because if they came near instead of, uh, if an outsider came near instead of a Levite, he would be put to death. Uh, one of the great things that we have been seeing about the, the Levites from, and particularly the family of Aaron from Leviticus 10, even up to this point, is that they were to help them distinguish between the clean and the unclean and the holy uh, and, uh, and the common. Now, this is something that does not have a connection uh, for us, uh, except that uh, if it was necessary for them to follow God's prescriptions uh, and, uh, and to follow his way of keeping his people clean and keeping his people consecrated, if that was necessary for them when they were kept at a distance, how much more for you, dear Christian, you are not kept at a distance. God has not put a kilometer between you and the tabernacle. In fact, he has given Christ to be your tabernacle. And you are united to God the Son, and you are seated with him in the heavenly places. You come not just once a year, but week by week in, in, into a holy of holies that's not just the shadow version, but is the reality of which the prior one was a shadow and copy. How much more necessary uh, for us then uh, to live uh, holy lives, not making the members of our body the uh, the members of a prostitute, he says, You're, you are the, the temple of God. You are the body of Christ. Will you defile that which is a member of Christ? Uh, again, uh, you men who were at the men's breakfast yesterday and making application of the, of the reality of union with Christ, you are joined to Jesus. You are bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. We don't have the right to make ourselves filthy with sin. Uh, we are not our own. Uh, and in particular, not only should we live perceiving God's presence to us in Christ and therefore having great confidence, God is in the midst of her, says of, uh, of Zion. It says of uh, the city of God in Psalm 46, she shall not be moved while God has brought you near. Not only is he central to your life, uh, but he has brought you near in Christ. Uh, he, has, uh, he has brought you into his very presence and his spirit who has come and dwelt in you if you're a Christian. The Holy Spirit dwells in you 
and the Father and the Son come and make their home with you. So what hope and what confidence you ought to live in. God is with you. You live in his presence. Uh, But how that should also define and drive holy living. We are no longer kept at a distance by the priesthood, but brought near in our great high priest. He has made us a kingdom of priests. Uh, Every one of us is holy then um, in the context uh, of the church as Aaron was, and yea, even holier than Aaron, because you are united to Jesus, whose priesthood is after the order of Melchizedek, greater and everlasting, accomplishing by the shedding of his blood what no sacrifice ever offered by the Aaronic priesthood ever accomplished. And you have been brought near. So if your life is hidden with Christ in God, live on the earth, not as someone who is already home, but as someone who is mobilized by heaven for heaven. He is bringing you all the way home. Amen. Let's pray. We thank you, Father, for the the wisdom and the mercy in which you uh, ordered not just logistics so that your people could get it, get through the wilderness, but even so to teach them about yourself and about themselves and about salvation and to stir up their faith in a right and spiritual and heavenly way. Truly, O oh God, you have been doing this for your church ever since uh, you gathered it and even before then, uh, ever since the garden immediately after the fall. And so we pray that you would Uh, continue to help us by your spirit, that you would give us to live as those whose uh, every part of whose lives have been assigned to us by you. In particular, help us to love and serve those parts, those members of Christ um, in your church uh, that are in the congregation where you have set us. And we pray, Lord, that you would make us to, uh, to live uh, militantly, mobile, uh, mobilely, uh, that we would be those who serve you uh, in the way and the place that you have put us until you at last bring us home. Thank you for giving us these Lord's days, uh, in particular to reset our view of you and the orientation of our life. Give us to live life before your face with eyes and heart um, lifted up to you, that we would offer you ourselves promptly and sincerely. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.